Okay, you action-loving sports maniacs, look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you are putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it. And you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today, plausibly live, it's the Zabecast. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Today's guest, sports radio lifer and DC, Jewish Sports Hall of Famer, Andy Poland. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? And now, let's get to yakking. Oh, here we go! <laughs> By the way, Jeremy listened to the podcast. He, he said, you didn't know I was kidding when I said we weren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So you were kidding or were not kidding about us being friends? I, I was kidding that we're not friends. Of course we're friends. We're oh, friends. okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. We're, we're Mishpuka, right? As yeah. You would say. Come on. We, we, we did 15 years in the studio together. Come on. Well, I feel that way, too. However, if you were to reserve that and say... Nah, not quite friends. I would actually respect it in its own twisted kind of a way. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. anyway, holy shit, what a news week it's been with so many great targets for yeah. sports talk radio with more bombs dropping in the last 24 hours, including the Johnny Manziel doc, which let's put that aside for a second. 
But I got to start with this Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy thing, because holy shit, this is all of a sudden a problem right out of the gate. Yeah. Now, Rivera has a little bit of a history with this kind of a thing. Um, all right, let me first set the stage. I'm going to do some good broadcast fundamentals. Not everybody knows everything about what's going on everywhere. So what happened was uh, Eric Bieniemy, the OC in Washington, who was kind of pushed there, right? Because, like, everyone kept saying, why isn't he a head coach, right? Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't getting hired, and so he gets this upgrade to be an OC in Washington, maybe coach in waiting. And early on in camp with the commanders, he is riding guys' asses. I mean, riding their asses to the point where some of the players went to head coach Ron Rivera and were like, what's this guy's deal, man? And so word got out to the media. The media then asked Rivera. And Rivera, instead of saying, no, uh, Eric's doing great. The player's responding. And you know what? It's camp. Everyone's hot. A little bit, you know, fidgety, a little bit angry. It's to be expected. Instead, Rivera pretty much admits that, yeah, the players are revolting against Biennemi and that he had a talk with Biennemi. So there's like throwing him under the bus. And then there's accusations the players are soft. Now you're up to speed. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't exactly, you know, say that the players were revolting, but he did say that players had come to him about the enemy, and he told that's them, revolting. Yeah, but in that's, the... all, that's go, yeah, it's going above the chain of command, which is right. a no-no in any business. Um, and he also uh, said that, well, you know, Jack Del Rio, that's his defensive coordinator, he's been a head coach before, so you know, maybe he like sees the bigger picture with the players and Eric's never been a head coach before. Well, that was the first thing he walked back the next day. Oh, uh, shit. Because, you know, that, that was insinuating, well, you know, this guy's being a hard ass, but he doesn't really know what it's like to be a head coach. And this is what the whole B enemy story has been about for three or four years. Like, why isn't he a head coach? So, you know, Rivera... You, you know what that comment has echoes of to me and shades of? What? The infamous... Jimmy the Greek comments. Or no, not Jimmy the Greek. The Al Campanis comments <laughs> about why don't why aren't there more black managers in baseball? Because he said they lack the qualities. Remember that comment? Yeah, he didn't go that far. I don't think. No, but I mean, I hear echoes of that when Jack Del Rio says, "Well, he doesn't know how to be a head coach because he's never been one." No, 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 Rivera said about Jack Del Rio, he's been a head coach before. And Eric has not. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. to me, that it, it, given how racially sensitive the whole Eric Bieniemy narrative is in the media, any comment like that I could see would really agitate some people. So yeah, yeah. He, he opened up a can of worms when he didn't have to. He could have given you. And this was, by the way, this was the last question of the news conference. The PR guy had already said, "Okay, one more question." Nikki Jabala, who covers the team for the Post, the beat writer, she asked the question at the end, so there really wasn't any time for follow-up. So once that stink bomb got out, <laughs> it was off to the races. Now, Biennemi had his news conference a little bit later, and you know he's got this way of speaking that a lot of old-school guys really like. You know, it's like, hey, you know, this is my way or the highway. This is the way I do things, and I don't apologize for it. And we got to get uncomfortable first to get comfortable and blah, 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 blah. Right. And so, you know, he, he came off looking pretty good on this, and Rivera's sitting around going, oh, God. <laughs> See, he's had a couple of these in, in just the last year. 
Um, remember, he signed Carson Wentz or the organization signed Carson Wentz. And he spent six months selling him to the media. Oh, he's a yeah. great guy. The teammate, teammates love him. He's got all the qualities we want, blah, blah, blah. And then as the team was struggling, the question to Rivera was, well, what, what's the issue with the team right now? in the NFC East and Rivera said, and he says quarterback quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. let's just lie there like a turd in the middle of the road. And so then he had to follow up and clean that up the next day. Also when he started Carson Wentz in a make or break game against Cleveland and Wentz was absolutely terrible and they lost Rivera didn't understand that they had been eliminated from the playoffs that day. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so he's in, in news conferences, he's had his fumbles and, and this was yet another one. I soured on Rivera a long time ago. Yeah. I think he is he is way too much a politician and he's not very smart. And so he's kind of a hack when it comes to being a coaching politician. And his game decisions, the, the fact they call him Riverboat Ron is one of the biggest misnomers ever. Yeah. He plays with his tail tucked between his legs half the time or coaches yeah. that way. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the sooner the commanders can get out of that business the better. Hopefully, for Commander fans, this is the last year of Ron Rivera. He stinks. Well, how about this? Uh, this was actually floated by Bruce Feldman of uh, Fox, that if the Commanders absolutely stink, package deal next year, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley. What do you think? <laughs> no. If you're a Commander fan, you're like, wrap it up. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Jason Whitlock said this about Bienemy, quote, you will not hear any truth from the mainstream media regarding Bienemy. They're all too invested in his success, to be honest. My reaction to players complaining was this. Why is Ron Rivera telling us this? He knows Bienemy was hired to replace him, and Rivera is letting the media and ownership know that Bienemy's style won't work in the ultimate leadership position. Bienemy coaches like a position coach, it's all he really knows. Rivera's playing a game of chess, protecting his position while also revealing the truth about the enemy. He's a position coach who masqueraded as an OC in Casey. Well, I don't think his future is in any way tied to the enemy. I don't think at the end of the year, the new ownership goes, eh, should we keep Rivera or dump him and promote the uh, enemy? I think it's more likely that Rivera is gone regardless and they'll decide whether they want to keep the enemy, but it, 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 it's, I don't think it's going to have really anything to do with his future. Okay. Topic two, Albert Hainsworth is alive <laughs> and <laughs> just as fucking dumb and clueless and a bag of shit as he's always been. For some reason he was on some outkick show in Nashville because that's where outkicks located. And I guess that's where Albert still lives with whatever money he still has from his playing career. And somehow went on a riff about how all the other players on the teams in Washington he was with, including named players like Clinton Portis, Chris Cooley, and others, they were the problem. Right. They were the ones who didn't fucking give a shit. D'Angelo Hall as well. I fell out of my chair watching this going, hello, yeah. what are you talking about? And, and he's such a dope that he said to him, you know, Dan Snyder plays it like fantasy football. Oh, really? Big Al, we didn't know that. Is that the yes. way he did it? I, I knew he's like, yeah, he's a fantasy. He first of all said he's a great guy. Yeah. Because oh, he, he paid him. $100 million, of course. Right. He paid him. He's a great guy. But then he says he plays fantasy football with a real team. Yeah. And I was like pointing at him going, 
Yeah. You. You're the That's you. Yeah. 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 And, and, and he's the one that's saying the other guys were talking about partying when you were laying on the field like a beached whale. Right. And, and, as Michael Vick was running in circles around you before he threw a touchdown. You, you are just uh, here. Somebody uh, tweeted me. Who's worse? Dana Stubblefield or Albert Hainsworth? And I said, only because Stubblefield is in jail for raping a mentally handicapped woman does does he uh, claim the crown as the biggest you know bum that ever played. But it's life. close. It's close. Yeah. Hainsworth, reckless driving, pretty much crippled a person. Yeah. Had to pay big money for that. Was involved in a groping incident mm -hmm. in yeah. D.C. with yeah. a waitress. I mean, it just never ends with this guy. Didn't go to jail. That's the only. That's the only thing that puts Stubby over the top or on the bottom here. However, you and know. and I thought that Hainsworth was facing like liver failure and was in no. He needed a kidney, and believe it or not, some stranger donated a kidney to him. Oh my God! What a waste of a kidney! <laughs> what a waste! Well, there you go. Has there been any follow up to that? No, I think I think I think Cooley, you know, probably could have commented or Hall or you know. Portis, all three of those guys, by the way, played hard, and, and Hainsworth did not. Right, uh, and they were all liked. They were all liked or beloved by the fan base, despite the lean years. Hainsworth was reviled right. in Washington. He, in fact, Portis gave an interview some time ago where he said he knew football was pretty much over for him when he watched Hainsworth get carted off the field in Detroit, figuring his season was over only to see him come out of the locker room 10 plays later ready to go. Meaning yeah. that this guy was such a bum that he was winded and had a cart right. take him off the right. field. That's what spawned my my quip. It must have been the bacon and oxygen cart right? Exactly. that came to his rescue. Okay, topic number three. Speaking of ex-Redskins, how on earth did Colin Cowherd uncork that take with graphic reinforcement about Dwayne Haskins being one of 20 quarterbacks who cannot win a Super Bowl. How does this even happen? And what do you make of the fact he never corrected himself on air, didn't come back after the break and mop up the mess? Nothing. Just yeah. kept moving. He's from the Francesa school. Never go back and say you made a mistake. Um, I, I, he takes the, the share, uh, most of the share of the blame. I would also blame the producer that put up the graphic that included Dwayne Haskins among quarterbacks who would never win a Super Bowl again. You know, somebody should have caught that in the editing process. But for him to uh, to, to continue to go out there and say it and then not apologize for it. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, it's typical coward. Does it stun you like no. it stunned me? Something no. as bad as this, as much of a gaffe like this? No, because I mean that's that's a mistake I could conceivably make, but I would no, no, yeah. you couldn't, Andy, because you pay attention to stuff. I do, but you know, the, the, Dwayne Haskins is more important in this area because he played for Washington. And how and, do you not know he died? Well, uh, uh, you, you, as a matter, I know, of, I know, <laughs> I know every quarterback who died suddenly in the NFL, no matter what city they played in. Go ahead, try me. Yeah, but you, but you, there have been people that you have had either dead when they're not dead, true. or alive when true. they're not. True. That that listen, that is true. Yeah. I've made those mistakes, but never with a quarterback in the league, not yeah. a starter, not a high-profile case like this. It was a cautionary tale. Yeah, it'd be uh, like saying, it'd be like saying, God, I wonder what Steve McNair is doing these days. 
Yeah. I mean, look, the, the mistake, the mistake was bad and he should have corrected it. There's no question about that. There's, but he doesn't correct things. That's, that's right. And I, and, I, and the one thing, uh, I'm not the biggest Stephen A. Smith fan, but when he gets it wrong, he says he gets it wrong. I just, I, I, I can't, I'm just stunned by the arrogance of it. I, I was watching some, cause I'm on vacation this week. I'm watching some of these daytime shows on the cable networks, Fox mm. and ESPN. Oh my God, is it a wasteland? I normally never watch these because I'm on the air and busy doing other stuff. Yeah. It's complete garbage. And the, the the arrogance of Colin Coward knows no bounds as he casually name drops. I was at the dinner last night and actually, you know, uh, so-and-so stopped by on the other restaurant said hi to me. Uh, oh yeah, Nikola Jokic, your NBA <laughs> champion. Nikola, yeah, Nikola Jokic was there and he asked me about Rodgers. He asked me about Rodgers. Great. Name dropping, talking about, you know, if I ever write another book, aside from the three I've already written, I'm like, geez, this guy is arrogant. Well, I guess that's what it takes to really you, make a lot of money in this business. Did you see the story that ESPN is targeting him to come yes. back in 2025? And, and one of the former executives, I don't know if he's still there or not, said, my biggest mistake was letting him go. Why? Yeah. Why? I, Right. And, and and who do you know anybody who is a peer, who is a sports fan, who genuinely earnestly says to you, you know, I really like listening to Colin Cowherd. No, never met one. I've never met one person. And, and the ratings, you know, the Fox ratings are really the, the cartoons get better ratings at the same time on other channels. It's yeah. great. He's not a ratings dynamo. They're just sort of, you know, average to below average ratings. But right. they got to fill the time with something. I don't know. I said yesterday on the podcast, I had the story of the two Dallas radio hosts who were getting sued. Oh, yeah. By Cumulus. Because uh -huh. they dared to start a podcast before six months were up and they're non-compete. And I said, you know, there's there's you young broadcasters out there. You're gonna be dream you're gonna dream of being the next Colin Coward. Make five million a year to be horribly wrong about shit and never say you're sorry and never say you're wrong. You're not gonna be that guy. You're gonna be a guy in Dallas who's getting sued. You all right there, Andy? You know, I'm sorry to, to, to uh, tussle like this, but your uh, new form is, is eating up more battery than I expected. Oh, so I had to plug it in. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I said, I said, look, chances are you're going to be one of these guys in Dallas getting sued by a giant multi, you know, by a giant radio conglomerate like Cumulus, mm -hmm. who has a stock on the New York Stock Exchange because you want to start a podcast because they were lowballing you rather than becoming the next Colin Coward. Colin Coward, I'm not sure who the next Colin Coward is, the next $5 million a year civilian. Right. I've had well, this discussion with you. I don't know if it's going to happen again. Here's the problem, and, and you're working with some young guys, I know, in, in Milwaukee. Um, I don't know where the training ground is going to come. I mean, we got our start in radio, and in my case, a, a small market. Uh, I think guess you did, too, in, in California. Yeah. That chain doesn't work anymore. So, so where are these guys coming from? Where are they coming up from to become the next Colin Coward? He worked in small markets before he, I guess he got to Portland and was discovered by our friend Bruce Gilbert and uh, right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder about that too. Who, who are these guys and, and, and who are the people that, you know, have had to put together shows and, and learn how to do interviews and, and learn how to pick stories and things like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where they're coming from because, because radio is, as we know, it's shrinking, it's shrinking every day. Yeah. Which brings us to the next story regarding broadcasting. This whole story in Baltimore with the Orioles mm-hmm. is an absolute shocker. Is uh, young, who is it? The guy Kevin that got Brown. Kevin, Kevin young Kevin Brown, not the former Dodger pitcher Kevin Brown who loves Star Wars, but is young Kevin Brown back on the mic today? No, for the Baltimore Orioles because the chance last night from the fans at home, free Kevin Brown. There's free Kevin too. Brown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he is due back on the air, and this is actually. Uh, if you look at it from their twisted point of view, a pretty good strategic move. They're putting him back on the air on Friday night when they play at Seattle in a game that starts at 10 o'clock. So they're kind of sneaking him back in. They have not used the word suspension yet. uh, And we don't know exactly what happened, but he has been off the air now for over two weeks. And will the team, do you think, say anything when it's all said and done? No, I, I think I think and I think he'll be instructed not to say anything. He'll be just, you know, because he's missed games in the past. He's he's got some other things going. He does games for ESPN. So he hasn't been doing every single TV game that Masson has done. He does the bulk of them. So for him to miss a game here and there wouldn't have been that unusual. But now he is he's become the top one of the top national stories I, across the country. Right. Everybody everybody who who does what he does has stood with him in solidarity like oh my god how could this happen is it possible that the narrative is too good to be true meaning the orioles didn't suspend him just for reading a graphic about how tough it is been for them to win in tampa but it was for something else some other internal discipline where he did violate a company policy a team policy was late for a flight who knows could have been possible but they have it would seem to me if he wasn't suspended that they would they would say that now it's possible what what you have laid out is 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 a possibility i don't know i, I would hope the team would want to get that out there if that's the case like uh despite rumors to the contrary kevin brown was suspended 3 games for violating a team policy his bag was 51 pounds on a flight out of tampa and the, that's against the company like at least give them an out you know because if you're the orioles and you don't correct this or don't add some perspective or don't come up with a better story you're forever going to be known as not only the team that ran the greatest modern play-by-play man and john miller i believe out of town but now this on top of it one of the most thin-skinned petty and absurd suspensions of one of your own guys yeah he, well and and let's remember what he did he was reading a graphic that was prepared by somebody in the production truck right. uh and stating facts that they're playing right. better that they they were not playing well against tampa in years past but now they're playing better and he he they just didn't post the graphic when he started riffing on that that was a planned segment did anybody else get booted off of that i haven't heard of you I, I haven't either, but our business is getting worse and worse all the time. You can now lose your job or get suspended for things that you say that are entirely factually correct, supported by the production truck, and are strictly about baseball. Nothing yeah. outside of the game itself. You can still get suspended. Right. Yeah. 
And, and, you know, I said, you know, when Gary Cohen said there's 29 other teams that would love to have Kevin Brown, I'm like, I don't know about that. Kevin Brown's, there's a lot of those guys out there. You know, I've right. not heard of the kid until just this incident. Right. You know? He's he's, uh, he's a good story. He, um, he went to Syracuse. Uh, no, really? He went well, to Syracuse? But, but, Holy but, shit. And he loves baseball. Dues. And he's a baseball play-by-play man. That's unbelievable, Andy. No, but, but he paid his dues in doing the Syracuse uh, team, the, the minor league team of the Nationals. And uh, here, here's what happened. Um, I think it was it was either Charlie was out or Dave was out, but I think it was maybe been Dave Jagler who said, "Hey, I've heard this guy. I'm going to have to miss some games. It might have been for his son's graduation. Why don't you have him fill in?" And he worked on the Nationals broadcast, got discovered by the Orioles, and has done very very well. So uh, until okay. <laughs> until now, he realized, "Oh my God, I'm working for an organization that's completely out of its mind." Such an amazing season for the Orioles. Several years of real pain of mm-hmm. being terrible with all these kids coming up. The Yankees are in the shitter, and you're going to ruin your seat. Not ruin it, but you're going to taint it with this? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. I guess the Angelos impulse is strong, whether it's the old man who's on his deathbed or the kid who's now yeah. running the team. And I don't want to defend Dan Snyder, but you and I both know that he never told us what we could or couldn't say. Right, I mean, working for I was there eight years with his ownership, right. and I don't. There may have been a couple of things where they, you know, said pump your brakes, but not much. Yeah, but he did hate. He did hate me. Mm-hmm. That's that's a known fact. Yes. And I trimmed my sales once they bought the team. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake. People might go, "Oh, but I heard you. You were still pretty critical." And I go. Yeah, but I would have been more critical <laughs> if I n- didn't have to worry about my paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm just glad, by the way, now that Snyder's out, I'm glad you and I survived that clown show ownership for the how many years did they own us? Eight years? Well, you you were there longer because yeah, but how I, long did the, how long did Snyder own 980? Let's see. I think he bought it in 2008. Well, I want to say eight. And, okay. And and I Sold was out in 2020. I was out in 2017, early in 17. So whatever that was. So yeah. about 10 years. Yeah. You and I, you and I survived. We took their money. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm here to take their money. Not steal it, by the way, kids. You're here to take their money to deliver a product or goods or services according to your contract and go the fuck home at night and have a nice glass of wine, bourbon, whatever it is. That's the mission. Take what? their money. Stop trying to change the world. Stop trying to push the envelope. Remember, these are thin-skinned assholes you're working for. Right. And I'll say this. uh, In making the transition, when they bought our station, they had a great program director who helped immensely with that, Bruce Gilbert. Bruce Gilbert, yes. Unfortunately, he didn't stay and was replaced by some of the dumbest people that I've ever worked with in 46 years of radio. (laughs) Right. And, And there'll still be more dumb ones that come down the pike. You know, it just is what it is. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. 
Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh yeah, they've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the ZABEcast. Okay, uh, moving right along. Next topic, Hard Knocks. The first Ooh. episode has dropped. It, of course, is very Aaron Rodgers-centric. And it appears that Aaron Rodgers is attempting a 39-year-old reboot of his image as a guy who suddenly loves football again and is willing to cooperate and be nice to his younger teammates, which he wasn't in Green Bay. A, did you watch it? And B, what do you think of this season coming up for Aaron Charles Rodgers? Well, I mean, he's he's put the bullseye on himself, and I guess he's ready for that. Um, unfortunately, and I'm really pissed at myself because – I didn't think I had to tape it. I thought I could get it on demand, but it's not oh. on demand. So really? I, I had to tape it. So I'm going to see it tomorrow, I guess. Okay. But from what I've heard, what you said, it's just all about Aaron Rodgers. And, and I, you know, I think he knew from the jump that he was going to the Jets. He just had to play it out the way it played. And they have a good team. I mean, it, 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 if, if he can't get it done Maybe. with them, he can't get it done at all. How, how many other teams could he go to? You know, Kansas City, maybe. How many how many teams in the league could he go to and have a chance to win a Super Bowl? Right? Uh, not very many. And by yeah. the way, I made a point uh, after watching the Hall of Fame game, and of course, Collinsworth and Tarico slurped Rodgers really good, and they had him on for a good eight or nine or ten minutes, and I was just rolling my eyes, knowing all that went down in Green Bay. I went on a screed the next day on my show going, look, buddy, nobody else wanted you. Don't ever forget that. Nobody else was in on Rodgers but the Jets. That's it. There's yeah, no bidding right. war. He didn't visit multiple cities. I said, you went to the Jets. The Jets, their contributions, the Packers' contributions to the NFL zeitgeist include the Ice Bowl, Bart Starr, the Lambo Leap, the Frozen Tundra, all that other stuff. The Jets have contributed the butt fumble and Joe Namath knee-deep in wild turkey sexually uh, harassing Susie Calber. They're a joke of a franchise. Well, you let, downgraded let, let, your life, buddy. 
well, let's let's not reduce Joe Namath to that. Um, he, he, did, <laughs> he did he did provide okay, fine. <laughs> the greatest upset and and legitimized the merger of the NFL and the AFL. And uh, he has a place in history. Unfortunately for the Jets, his place in history is the last time they were really relevant, and last time they had a great quarterback. So if he can, all these years later, what are we talking? Almost sixty years later, uh, change things around. Then you know, yeah. I think I think he's, he 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 does he does get um, in, in the same way. I guess Tom Brady did it for Tampa, maybe maybe not maybe even more so because the Jets have been so long. But he he has a chance to really cement his place if he wins the Super Bowl there. All right, I hear he and Susie Culver are starting a podcast. So it could well, be- she you know she said that she's never going to talk about it again. She said he apologized oh. the next day, and that's the end of it. Okay, well, good for her. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Mark Murphy says hi. Oh, I got, I, like I got to sit down and chat with uh, the president of the Packers at training camp uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, last week it was actually last week, yeah. um, and he was super nice, kind of kind of dorky still. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of great memories of DC. He quickly knew that I had come from DC, so we shared some common stories and whatnot. He told a Theismann story once we were done about how the players strike was going on. And he was the player rep at the time. And his sentiment to the team was the players was look, this is not everything we want, but it's a, it's a pretty good deal. We should probably get back to work. It's good for about 99% of the players in the league. And Murphy said, Theismann stood up and said, who cares about the 99%? What's in it for me? Joe Theismann. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, Mark, I hear you. And I believe that story all the way to the fullest extent of the law. But that's the quarterback of my adolescence. Yeah. So well, I'm never going to turn on Joey Thiesman ever. Well, and, and you've heard Doc Walker say this. Forget about what he was uh, Saturday through whatever, or Monday through Saturday. What he was on the field on Sunday was a great leader. And, yes. and so, you know, yeah, there was a lot of Michigas with Theismann and, <laughs> yes. and I think, I think he would even admit it now, but, uh, but yeah. And, and look, he was running the practices while they were out on strike. You know, he, he was keeping the team together there. And uh, when he came back, he was terrific. You know, yeah, he's fun as fun as hell to watch too. Yeah, yeah. Infuriating at times, but fun as hell to watch. Anyway, Murphy said uh, to tell you hello. But Murphy, Murphy has worked it from both sides. As you mentioned, he was a player rep. He later went to work for the Players Association, and now he's on the other side of the table telling the players, no, 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 no. Right. We can't do that. So it's funny. And he's he's going to have to retire next summer really? because of the bylaws with the Packers organization. They uh-huh. don't let you stay on past a certain year. He's got an automatic expiration date, so that's going to be it, and he'll, uh, he'll go off and enjoy retirement. Great, and, great if Ju- and if Jordan Love is any good, he'll be sitting pretty. If Jordan Love stinks – then they're going to be spitting Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst's name out of their mouths in Green Bay and beyond for some time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah, he's also, he's the athletic director at, uh, was it Northwestern or one of the smart schools? Yeah, uh, Northwestern, yeah. So yeah. some people are like, oh, is this Northwestern stuff going to wash back up on him? I'm like, I don't think yeah. so at this point. He's gone. I don't, I think he left in the 90s, didn't he? I don't think he was Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a while. By the way, number of coaches for Northwestern wearing shirts that say Northwestern versus the world with Pat Fitzgerald's number on it. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, hey, tisk, tisk, you can't do that. 
We've canceled Pat Fitzgerald. You may not speak or honor him in any way, shape, or form. We'll see how that one goes. Johnny Manziel doc dropped. That oh. one you didn't need to record. Did you watch it? I I just have such contempt, not only for Manziel, who's a loser and a drug addict and a punk and a liar and a shithead, but I have such contempt for the NFL's vetting system that didn't see this coming from a million miles away and the media that also just bought into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Joe Thomas, who just got in the Hall of Fame, talking about this. He was a teammate when Manziel came. He said they had the first OTA. Manziel showed up, couldn't find him the next day. Uh, you know, and then he, he said this. This is, I think this is really the most insightful thing. He said, look, he said he wasn't that fast. He wasn't very athletic. He was very small. He didn't really have the skill set to play in the NFL. I may have blown his chances to smithereens by being a right. drunk and having drug problems, but the reality, according to Joe Thomas, was he really wasn't an NFL quarterback. Didn't have the skills to do that. He, he you know, in college, he was running this backyard offense and running all over the place, and he was he was incredible to watch. I loved watching him play. Sure. But NFL's a different story, and uh, Thomas says even if he was on the straight and narrow, he didn't think he was going to make it. Do you remember? Do you remember our shows in the thick of the Manziel mania in college and the stuff that would come out right before the draft where there was video of him with a rolled up 20. And I was like, dude, this guy is a drug addict. And you would always push back on me. Like you can't prove that. No. Yeah. I had to take well, that. But well, yeah, no, he, he was. And, and, and you know who, who was, whose hand was slapped away by his son, Jerry Jones, Jerry, wanted yeah. him Jerry wanted him bad. Yeah. yeah. And he said, we didn't get here by playing it safe. We got to go for it. And his son said, no, dad, don't, don't do that. And he did and worked I kinda, out. I kind of would have loved to have seen Johnny Manziel. Could he have been a bigger douchebag with the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Home state no, of look, Dallas. Home I, state I of Texas. Dallas for two years. Uh, that <laughs> He wouldn't have lasted five minutes. He went to Cleveland. So that was, that was relatively safe. You know, with the fast money and the fa – oh, man. In Dallas is is everything that you have heard it is. And if you got – For him to have any kind of discipline in Dallas would have been impossible. Yeah. Henry Ruggs gets three to eight years for driving 140 miles per hour, slamming into a poor woman who is minding her own business at 2 a.m., blowing her car to smithereens, incinerating her, uh, killing her dog in the process. How is it, and he was completely drunk when he did it, how is it that you could only get perhaps as little as three years in prison for that? Took a plea deal on that. And uh, and here's the twisted world that we live in. You know what my one of my thoughts was? How old is he going to be in three years? Because, oh, he could be back in the NFL, in theory. Yeah. Some somebody somebody will, will want to kick the tires on that. He was a, he was a terrific player at Alabama and had a really was played only one year with the Raiders, but was was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, know our legal system. It just seems like yeah. an absolute insult. Yeah, and, well, and, and I want to hear prosecutors saying, "Well, we can't prove how drunk he was, or no, there was no footage of how fast he was going." Fuck that. Yeah. Go to jail for a good twenty years minimum. Yeah, he could have gotten 50, but he took the, the plea deal, so it's 3 to 10. So, yeah. <laughs> could be 50. How about 3? Okay, fine. We're, yeah. We don't want to go through all the hassle. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's, then, it's a horrible tragedy. It really right. is. And then finally, Andy, I'm at the beach this week. Mm -hmm. Are you a beach guy? 
Um, you know, I've been to the beach a couple of times. Here's here's my thing. I'm not a sit on the beach guy. I am a walk the beach guy. So oh. if, if I go, I go up and down the, the, uh, the beach. And I, I kind of like that, but I don't go out of my way to get there. Okay. And soon to be a old man with a metal detector on the beach guy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder about those guys. <laughs> oh, and those guys love it. It's a game. Give them something to do. What are yeah. you doing today? Well, I'm going to get up, comb the beach, see if I can find any, any jewelry, any yeah. coins in the sand. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, he, he had lost his Italian horn at the beach when we were in high school. And we went back to get it, and he did find it. But he said, "Man, there was one of those Geiger counter guys coming down the beach. I was, I was just in time to <laughs> before he got there." <laughs> All right, Andy, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time, my friend, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Enjoy your vacation, Dave. Talk to you. Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh yeah, they've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the Zabecast.